It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast for 2023, available of course every morning on iHeartRadio, Spotify and Apple, and wherever you get your podcast from. Well, I say, you know, available in 2023, it's the first day for July for 2023, and Anthony Anthony Landau, Managing Director of Equilibria Finance, is back. And a very good morning to you, Anthony. It has been another very busy week, and with a brand new month to boot, what's been happening with the year? Is it just me who thinks that this year is far more accelerated than last year? What do you think? Yeah, good day, Craig. Great to be here again, mate. And yeah, I think there'll be a lot of accountants breathing a sigh of relief falling over the uh, end of financial year finish line again. But the year has seemed to have flown past. Um, it's been a very, very busy time for our business and, and for a lot of mortgage brokers. So yeah, I agree with that sentiment. So Tuesday is fast approaching, just another speed factor and another decision from the RBA. Of course, which way this is going to go, I tell you what, this is anybody's guess. It is anybody's guess. I mean, the recent inflationary data that's just come out had inflation growing by 5.6% in May, which is well down on on what we were at in April at 6.3% and down what on what was anticipated. But I still think... Um, irrespective, underlying inflation is well above the RBA's target. And if I was to have a grab at it, I think they're actually going to increase rates again and really stay focused on uh, capturing inflation while there's some momentum. Yeah, I think a lot of people are with you. And if interest rates could be measured in bite mark radiuses, I think it would be a five metre great white that we're looking at. Yeah, I think you're right there, mate. Jaws, maybe. Yeah, the jaws of the RBA. So, yeah, it's no, it's no <laughs> laughing matter. That's the problem, though, isn't it? We can, we can laugh about it, but it's the undercurrent is very serious, particularly with this one if it goes up. Yeah, we've we have started noticing the last couple of months, particularly. There's a lot of people feeling the stress and strain of the increase in mortgage repayments, but also just general cost of living. Uh, power prices are going up as of one July as well, uh, nationwide. So uh, there's more pain to come, I think, as well with the road ahead for for a lot of people, which is which is tough stuff. Very tough stuff, and we'll come back to Anthony in just a moment. We talk to some of the most influential figures in the real estate industry, from leading commentators to investors to real estate principals, only on The Real Estate Podcast. And I mentioned the other day, PropTrack data was showing a strong demand for units in Melbourne's inner city suburbs. In fact, nine out of the top 10 PropTrack suburbs across Australia attracting serious house buyers in the past year are located in greater Melbourne. And they include Melbourne CBD, South Yarra, St Kilda, Richmond, South Bank and Hawthorne, each attracting over 30,000 highly engaged buyers, with Melbourne CBD leading the pack with nearly 75,000 interested buyers. And then if you go to another state, Surfers Paradise Units in Queensland drew the attention of over 51,000 buyers, while Brisbane City units attracted almost 33,000. If you're celebrating your birthday, 
let's check on the birthday lineup for a brand new month for July the 1st. And Liv Tyler turning 45 today. Pamela Anderson is turning 55. Missy Elliott, haven't heard from her for a while, turning 51. Carl Lewis, you might remember the sprinter, the gold medalist. He's turning 61. And also it would have been Princess Diana's birthday today and she would have also been turning 61 years old. We don't just report on real estate news. We take you to the source of the information. We produce more property podcasts every week than anyone else. We are your trusted guide for all things real estate. From the emotion of property, the economic inflation, managing your expectations, lack of stock, price growth, construction appetite, days on market. Stay informed with us and know your property. It's the main centre forecast. On this Saturday morning, let's check on the weather around the country. Sydney, look at that, mainly fine, a high of 19 degrees. In Melbourne, expecting some rain, some showers today, temperature just 14. In Brisbane, partly cloudy, should be mainly fine though. You're going to see some of the sunshine, 21 is your forecast high. And in Perth, it should be a mainly sunny. Saturday, your high 17. From investment strategies to market analysis, know your property with us on The Real Estate Podcast. Well, it seems that right now both homeowners and property investors are under siege as we have been talking with regard to interest rates and affordability, which is absolutely biting at the moment. And it is a Saturday morning. Anthony Landau from Equilibria Finance is back to look at this very hot topic right now. And a bit of a political football on whether property investors are adding to the affordability crisis or can actually help solve it. And Anthony, let's start with some context, and that is what role does property investing play in the Australian housing market? Yeah, g'day, Craig. Nice to be here again, and that's a really good way to start. And for Australians, property investment's been an integral part of of, of a number of facets of our life. We, it, it provides an opportunity for, for mum and dad in Australians to, to leverage wealth as part of their wealth accumulation strategy, for example. It provides rental properties for uh, the housing market, which is an integral integral part of our, our housing market. It also provides the opportunity for people who may not be able to buy an owner occupier property to, to get into the housing market through an investment. There's about 15% of Australians are investors, and about 30% of our, our total property market is held by investors. So it's been an integral part of, of the property market is the Aussie investor. Yeah, definitely. And interestingly enough, if you look at some of the recent data, it has been telling us that investor activity has been down. Now, let's just explain that to people in terms of why that is. Yeah, it's a bit counterintuitive. If you asked me six or 12 months ago, where do we think investors are going to be actively buying over the next period of time? I would have thought it's quite a good outlook. We had a very, very tight rental market with vacancy rates as low as 1%. We had declining demand from owner-occupiers. Whilst there was still a 
a systemic issue around housing supply, the market was falling. So there was opportunities for investors to come in and, and capture the low point in the market where the fundamentals of the of the property was right and the fundamentals of the area was right. But the data is telling us something different. Property investor credit flows are down around about 30% on the last 12 months, which is not insignificant. Owner-occupier flows um, are down about 28% first home buyers about 35%. So it's pretty much in line with the market. And there's three main reasons when I look into this that that is happening, why they're still sitting on the sidelines. The cost of fund obviously has gone up significantly with interest rate increases. And I think the rate of increase has probably made some uh, investors sit and wait a little bit. The cost to hold the property is getting harder and harder. So cash flow is king for investors. Inflationary pressures, cost to hold, fix-ups, plumbers, is hitting property investors and landlords as well. And there's also uncertainty. There's a little bit of uncertainty coming out from the political chit-chat around, do they cap the rental market? Do they look at negative gearing again? And that's not good for a property investor sentiment. So investors are sitting on the sidelines. They're taking a very cautious approach. And I believe it's for those three reasons. Yeah, capping the rental market kind of leads into this next question, and that is Australia is in this whole housing affordability crisis. So question here is, can investors actually help solve the problem or do they just add and create more problems? Yeah, it's a real issue, this housing affordability, and and there's an underlying structural problem in the Australian housing market that comes down to supply and demand. And that's not going to be solved anytime soon with increasing uh, number of uh, people coming to Australia. There's some record numbers over the next couple of years now. We're through the COVID pandemic and they're looking for the skilled workers and the students are coming back in. We just don't have enough supply of, of houses as a structural issue. There's build to rent schemes, there's government incentives, which are longer term projects. But back to your question, look, I'm going to sound a little bit like a politician here, but there's pros and cons. The the main issue with property investors is that they can add to squeezing out owner occupiers. So their activity can maybe, maybe stop an owner occupier, a first home buyer getting into the market. But one of the biggest things that we're having here in Australia is obviously this rental crisis. And we need property investors in the market to continue to provide rental accommodation. And the other thing that property investors do is they create they create supply, they create demand within the market with their activity. It creates leverage to buy more properties. And ultimately, that's what we need is we need more rental accommodation to solve the rental crisis. On the other hand, the con of the property investor is it, do, it can squeeze out new buyers. So what we need to keep seeing is the government to keep incentivising the landlords, the property investors, because if we have less and less investors, it's only going to add to the rental crisis um, that we've got in this country. Yeah, and, and just uh, picking up on that point, if they actually leave the market, it does actually help first-time buyers, doesn't it, in that availability of stock? Yeah, it's a really tricky one. It does. If, if investors drop out of the market, then it can help with availability of stock. But on the other side of the coin, if investors drop out of the market, then there's less properties for renters. There's less rental accommodation. So 
I think fundamentally Australian investors are part of the of the dynamic of the Australian housing market. It creates financial freedom for a lot of mum and dads who may not have been able to get into that situation through using debt to create wealth and leverage. But yeah, there is a fundamental issue of supply and demand and property investors can squeeze out owner occupiers. Flip side is it creates rental accommodation. It's a catch-22 is what that is, <laughs> Anthony. So let's have a look at the outlook, I guess, uh, just finishing up for investors. I mean, here we are now. We are in the 1st of July. It's going to be a fascinating run-up to Christmas. Then we're into New Year, the start of 2024. So how do you think that is going to shake out with investors in the next six months? I think we're getting a bit of stability back in the market. There may be some more rate rises as we've discussed earlier, but albeit I think we've seen the worst of the rate rises over. I think there's a little bit of stability around the housing market. We obviously had the housing market fall by around about 9 or 10%, and the last three months we've seen some stability and growth back in the housing market. So I think we're seeing some stability that will um, help investors with their sentiment with coming back into the market. I think as well with with the issue around the vacancy rates and the high rental yields at the moment, investors are going to be able to relook at their cash flow again. And I, I actually think we're going to come into a good phase over the next six to 12 months for investors. There's some tough time ahead, unfortunately, for some homeowners and owner occupiers. But I think we've actually got a fairly good environment for investors trying to catch up those areas that still have the fundamentals around price, location, size of property, quality of the dwelling to capture the the growth that might come in the years ahead with some stability around interest rates, some stability around the housing market, supply and demand, and also some tight vacancy rates creating some good rental returns. Mm, All right, so tons of information as always. Now what you can do is clear your minds, jump on the board, go and hit the surf and uh, relax. Yeah, wash away the financial year and be interesting to see what happens on Tuesday as well. Don't navigate the real estate market alone. Let us help guide you in the world of real estate every day. Make better informed decisions with the latest news and insights. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast. 